Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. We always listen to our intro coming in here, and I thought it was funny that each time I feel the need again to welcome the audience and then to say who I am and who you are, and it is literally our voices. I know, right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. We could, what we could be doing is just, it comes out of the intro, and it just goes into <laughs> the middle of a conversation that the two of us are having. But because see, nobody, there's, there's no need to re-welcome the audience <laughs> to this. We've just done it. But nobody likes that feeling of stepping into the middle of a conversation. Like, there needs to be a start. I'll never forget, there's, there's an interview <laughs> series, uh, I think it was from Louis L'Amour, on some of his audiobooks. And they, they would, they would, he would just start talking and then you'd have the narrator come back over and say, Louis L'Amour, or this is Louis L'Amour. Like, two sentences in. I'm like, why didn't you say that before he started? Like, it just was this awkward, like, you're catching him in the middle of the interview, and they just spliced it up weird. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with introducing ourselves. With re-welcoming. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. It's, it's interactive. It's, it's what it should be. I'm okay with that. Jacob and Buddy <laughs> called me out for saying, Welcome back to the things we say. And I used to say it every time. Now I'm like super self-conscious yeah. about how I open. Well, because what if it's the first time somebody's joining us? Exactly. Because then it can't be a yeah. welcome back. So we should just start with awkward mid-conversation. That, that, <laughs> could, be, that could be our new open. No. <laughs> we sound amazing today. Yes. Yes. We're excited. We have new mics that are literally built to do what we're doing. And I'm pumped about it. We look really professional. We might even take a selfie. We, we might. We might. <laughs> or we maybe just need to do a Facebook Live again soon. Yeah. And maybe that's what we should do for our, our uh, next podcast. Ah. Because it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Even though Nelson is banned from the show because he's been on here too much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And we don't want to put him in the credits and we don't want to do, redo the whole beginning. <laughs> no. He keeps talking about wanting to come back. So he's he's we'll just see. he's just at best he's going to be a guest host. Uh, he's going to be that standing in for whoever it is. Okay. Yes. All right. If he must. If he must. All, All right. right. So the the uh, did you know for today is did you know my retirement plan? <laughs> we have talked about this off mic. So go I, ahead. I'm, I asked Nate if I had said this on the podcast or not, but my my thing. One of the things that I hate more than anything in the world is old people's homes. <laughs> oh, I know. And, and not, not like, okay, I don't hate the people in the old people's home. Right. Right? And I also don't hate the people that work in the old people's home. But I don't like that they exist. I never want to go. Yes. Like, if I get to that place in life, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. But I do know that I have a contingency plan. Because I have heard from more than one different person that has gone on cruises yes that they have met people on the cruise who are senior citizens dealing with mild onset dementia and whatever <laughs> else but they're 
doing pretty well. The, yeah. Most days are pretty good, and they're on the boat. They're doing just fine. And they get to go on the cruise ship, and they get frequent flyer discounts with the cruise line, and they get, you know, uh, discounts because they're older and whatever else. Right. By the time you start stacking your discounts and your points or your whatever, your cruise is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Then you start looking at the cost of being in an old people's home in landlocked Ohio. Yeah. And it's like, there's no ocean for miles. <laughs> and your view out your window is the same cornfield every day. If that. Yeah. I told my kids, I'm like, listen, it's cheaper to put me on a cruise ship. <laughs> they aren't going to let me die on there because they can't have people <laughs> dying on cruise ships. So they're going to keep me alive. If possible, they have doctors. Yeah. If 24 7, there's somebody going to be watching. It's a make city. Sure I'm okay. It's basically a city on yeah. the water. And I get to meet people from all over the world. And you and so I've heard from several people that they've met people that have basically lived on a cruise ship. Yeah. And, you know, their, their kids, if they need to get off, go to uh, Thanksgiving, go to Christmas. Yeah. I can do that. I yeah. can show up. When you need me, or I'll bring the family on a cruise and I'll go together yep. somewhere. There's a taxi that goes from the cruise ship to the airport. Yeah. I mean, I don't see the problem. I don't have to walk anywhere. Well, and it's funny to me because I've heard people talk about doing things like this for retirement. And the thing they'll always complain about is, oh, I feel like it would just get boring eventually. I'm like, what is normal life? I mean, normal life is you getting up and doing the same thing every week. I mean, with relative variation, but still. So, no, I don't think, I think retirement was some kind of purpose like that, where you're like, oh, I'm going to go to, I can go to a show, or I can go to this, like, I think that's a good thing. And you Instead meet of new just, people, yeah, and you get sitting and languishing away. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm I, not, I'm not doing that old people's home thing, and then I'm like, you know. I think it's a solid I get idea. way, way too much. One of you just has to come with me, and the, uh, I, you take me over to see the ocean a little bit, and then, <laughs> whoops, there you went. Ah, well. Uh, he went to the sharks that follow the cruise boat. That's that's what happened. He died oh. heroically. Punched Do, one of the sharks. Doing what he loved. Doing what he loved. Falling over the rail the of, a ship. <laughs> of a ship. It was oh, a man. Good, it was a big, long jump. It was a lot of fun. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's my retirement plan. It's cheaper than an old people's home. They have to take care of you. It's round-the-clock service. People wait on you hand and foot. It's great. Ever since I saw the movie Titanic back in 97, I've always thought about that scene where Rose is on the back of the ship and she's about to jump off, okay? This is like way right. early in the movie. And I think to myself, in the context of that ship, it wasn't very high. But thinking about like being on a big like modern cruise ship, like that is really, really high. If you're on the top deck and you're going to jump off of there. And I, I often think to myself, if somebody jumped off of the back of a cruise ship or the front of a cruise ship, whatever. I feel like a third of the way down, you would have to be thinking to yourself, oh crap, why did I do this? Like just as, it, as you're getting down there realizing how far it actually is, like whether you're some idiot who actually thinks you're going to be okay jumping in a cruise ship like that, off a cruise ship like that or whatever. But I've always thought there has to be this thing that just kind of ticks in your brain and goes, crap, this was a bad idea. I don't know why. Of course it would. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any way you jump off a bridge or a cruise ship or anything yeah. stupid like well, that and do without. You, and do you reach terminal velocity from a cruise ship, from jumping off a cruise ship? How long does it take to reach terminal velocity? I, I, don't, I don't remember. I, They're tall. I thought I mean, it, was, it wasn't that, that far. Yeah, I don't think it is either. 
And I'd imagine a cruise ship will do that. And when you hit water going that speed, it's like hitting a brick wall. It is not cushy and soft, and water is very dense. Sorry. How high? Totally random. To jump. Oh. To reach terminal velocity. Which I love that phrase. Terminal velocity is just a fun... Teach terminal velocity? No, oh. I don't want to teach it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that's not why we're here. That is not why we're here. But Sheldon <laughs> initiated it, and so there here we, we are. How high to jump? Four, 1,500 feet. Oh, See, but that's not all that. That's not all a that. A falling tall. person at low altitude will reach terminal velocity after 12 seconds, mm. falling 1,500 feet. He will then maintain this speed without falling any faster. Right. Hmm. 1,500 feet is a lot higher than I thought it. Yeah. Than I thought terminal velocity would have been. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. Don't jump off the back of cruise ships, is what I'm saying. Okay, and if you are having stupid thoughts like that enter your head, yes. throw something else overboard yes. and see if you can see where it goes first. Yeah, preferably something like a watermelon. Yes, yes. it's going to go under the under ship. Under the ship, yes. Not pleasant times for you. No. Anyway, like Sheldon said before, that's not why we're also, here. Also, someone in, someone in my small group shared, shared with me a terrifying idea, and that is that she was watching on Shark Week that... <sighs> Sharks follow cruise ships because of the amount of food that will yeah. go Inevitably overboard. go overboard, yeah. So they just follow along behind the cruise ships, and I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you survive the propeller, <laughs> you have the sharks to deal with. Ugh. Yeah. Sharks are terrifying. Sharks are the bears of the ocean. <laughs> bears are not that terrifying. Bears are terrifying. No. Have we discussed this? I think I don't know, but it doesn't, on the it doesn't matter. Any animal that will maul you for no reason and not even eat you is terrifying. It's never for no reason. Just because they feel Bears like it is not a mess reason. with you any more than you want to mess with them. If you're going to maul me, eat me. Make it matter. No. Don't just leave me there in a weird pile. No, I, I know, like... The black bears in northern PA and all that, like, there's a lot of them up there. We used to go to the cabin and, like... <laughs> like, piled around with the bears, hanging out. No, seriously, out. there was a guy in the cabin down the road. I remember the peanut butter sandwich guy. feed him peanut butter yes. sandwiches and circus peanuts and all that. <laughs> oh, I love circus peanuts. And they were peanuts. super fat. And they, like, they didn't care. <laughs> they're, like, the pigs of the... like They're, like, <laughs> northern pigs. Like, the south has wild pigs. <laughs> and the further north into the mountains you go, you get these, like... Woolly pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Woolly pigs. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that make nice rugs. <laughs> and they eat, eat out of the garbage the same way. Uh, Woolly pig just sounds like a wonderful British swear. <laughs> like it just, that just sounds wonderful. Oh, oh man. man. Jeez. <laughs> this is already one of the most random podcasts we've done. There's something lot. about the way that zooming across the screen that's on, making you nervous. Does yeah, that feel better? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Time was passing me by way too quickly. Way too quickly. <sighs> we're all out of sorts tonight. I know. All right. Well, we're both weirdly loopy. We've had weird weeks. Yeah. It's finals week for both of us. We're and, just in silly moods. Just took the last couple days off to go hang out with some college fr right. girlfriends and they were at uh, airbnb for like a week so it's been me and the kids and she yeah. came home and she said so what exactly has happened here <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like we all survived yes everyone lived and the animals lived the animals all lived yes yeah. 
which is the yep. biggest accomplishment, let's be real, because you don't care. We've made this clear. Oh, yeah. You As the care. pets die, I will not be replacing Except them. for maybe the dog. You, you would care about the dog a little. Also, when you buy a pet, you're buying heartache. Yes. Just delaying it for about just, 8 to 12 years. No, just do what we do. We have conveniently given away every animal we have ever had before it died. Or get cats, because they just wander off and you never see them again. Huh. That is my solution to that problem. Every <laughs> so dog we ever had, they kind of... Well, it wasn't intentional. It was like we just kind of hit a life place, or there was a kid or family that like really attached themselves to it, and we're like, okay... You know, why don't you go ahead and take it? And then they had to deal with the reality of the mortality of the pet. They're two little yappy dogs. Are they still alive? I think so. I okay. think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, my, my birthday present and the mistake. <laughs> Rambo was awesome. Gypsy was very stupid. Very, very All stupid. Right. Anyway, the real we- reason that we are here tonight is in keeping with our it's church theme. to be theme, a bit silly. A bit silly, yes. But we want to keep do some things in keeping with our church theme because we've just kind of been rolling on that. This is probably going to be the last one we're going to do for a while. This is kind of be the wrap-up. And we haven't done anything stupid in a while. So this is going to be something more along the lines of stupid. But we have spent a lot of time defending the church. Totally. And, and like, going after it pretty hard. Yes, and so, still would, one way or the other. So uh, this is a little more tongue-in-cheek. And yes, How not to do church. Yes. So Sheldon and I, as you have gathered from this discussion, have the church in our life has basically been inseparable. Our life has been the church. The church has been our life. And we are continuing down a path that will keep that relationship going for a very long time to come. In that time, we have seen a lot of things. And we have witnessed a lot of people doing and saying (laughs) a lot of things. And, uh, and I kind of sprung this on Sheldon a while back. I was like, we need to do one of these. I think I said initially we should do a 12 rules per, for church, but then it ended up being a, no, just what not to do. Let's just throw yes. out some random things. So let's, let's give a little disclaimer here, and this is the closest thing I'll give to a disclaimer. We will not name any names. Yep, you're safe. I swear to you, everything that we will talk about, we have witnessed or someone we know has witnessed. Like, we know these things have or happened. Or have witnessed multiple times. Yes. Yes. So, so don't feel pinpointed if this was no, you. Because a may lot not of these have happened more than That's once. That's right. It may not be you. It may have been me. You never know. Because I have a couple. I have a couple. I have a couple as well. Oh. From my, like, that I've done. So. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with my number one rule that I've already mentioned to Sheldon. Just to get us rolling. So here's my number one rule. Obviously, you guys know, if you've been with the podcast at all for any length of time, I am the worship pastor at our church. And I have led worship in various states and, and, and modes and methods, whatever, since I was probably 15 years old. You I've play all the that. guitars in our intro. You're an accomplished yes. musician. No, can, I don't know about accomplished, yeah. but I fake it real, real good. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I will say, please do not, do not, unless you are on the worship team, and if you are on the worship team, are specifically asked to play this instrument, do not, please, for the love of all that is holy, do not bring a tambourine to church. Or your own instrument of choice. Or your own instrument of choice. But it's always a tambourine because it's easy to get in there. You can sneak it in you in a purse. You can smuggle it in. You can, yeah, you can do. Now, I will make two exceptions to this rule. <laughs> I will make two exceptions to this rule. One, if there has been an open invitation on a particular Sunday or night of worship or Wednesday or Sunday night, whatever you do, for everyone to bring loud, clanging-type instruments to be a part of what's going on in worship, awesome. 
And that, my only thing is, wait until you're told to use it. Don't just use it freely unless that's the permission they give. Second, if you are African-American, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to bring a tambourine. I will not, I will not squelch that because there are things happening there that I'm not going to argue with that are just correct, and I'm just not going to even go there. <laughs> but other than those two caveats, do not even bring it. Just leave it in your car. I would recommend not even bringing it to the parking lot. Just, just but please leave it in your car. Nobody wants to hear that, especially the people that are immediately to your right, left, behind, and in front of you. Nobody wants to hear that. And Lord love you, you probably have more trouble with rhythm than you'd be willing to admit. Please don't <laughs> do it. <sighs> Me and Nate have some disagreement here because my 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 beloved grandmother was the tambourine lady at her church. And she would play it. And she went to churches where I guess they had the freedom to do that. But <laughs> or everybody no, loved Or nobody wanted to tell her. I don't I know. I don't think she would have stopped. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, but she would like she's kind of one of the people that I get my spiritual heritage from. Oh, yeah. So it's like she's pretty high up on that pinnacle. And like so <laughs> And like you said, this is this is more tongue in cheek than anything else. I'm not trying to like slam down on it. But man, I've just heard some very poor tambourine playing in my day. Oh. Okay, so there is a rule for clapping in church, and I'm not sure any white people are clear on how to clap in church. This is probably the most awkward part is like you get to a place in the song where I want to clap. Yes. I've realized over the years that two things. My clapping is very loud. Yes. Also, (laughs) I'm never quite sure about where I'm at with yes. my clapping. Yes. So I've just kind of decided if my clapping isn't just a random celebratory yes. clapping. Yes. If I'm trying to keep a beat, I need to be following somebody yes. that knows what they're doing. Yes. I will. I can solve this for everyone right now. Here's what it is. All right. Let's Here's hear what it. it is. If you have drums at your church, there is a particular drum that sits between the legs of the drummer that is called the snare drum. When he, a white lid. when he hits that, <laughs> that's when you're supposed to clap. Um, that's the thing you clap on. As soon on. as he hits it, your hands yes. should be coming together. Yes. Now, if he's doing a fill and doing something ridiculous, you don't like try to keep up with that. That's not it. But you know, that's that where the snare is hitting. That's where you want to clap as well. Um, oh, yeah, two beat stuff is the worst for that. You know, you know the the offbeat stuff where it's supposed to be like. And all the white people, man, I don't know what it is. They want to clap with that bass drum, and that's not right. That's just not oh, right. Oh, that's the mix friends, up. Friends don't let friends do that. That's, that's not something you do. Because it's funny, because at our church, if the clapping starts in the audience, yeah. it's wrong. Yes. And if the clapping, or it speeds up. <laughs> but if the clapping starts from the stage, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I don't know why. <laughs> I can never pinpoint it. Oh, man. But for me, the clapping thing was always awkward. Yeah. And I always I felt the need to do it, but I've yeah. definitely realized that I'm not the one that should be leading. No, that's that's fair. And, and that's just like anything else. You know, follow along with what's coming on from the front. Let them lead you. Let them let them take you to that place. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, another one for me, uh, things that you should not do in church. If you're ever given the opportunity to have a microphone for any reason, whether you're singing or whether you're speaking, or whether you're giving a testimony or reading a scripture, whatever it is, please, 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 please do not get in the microphone and have the first thing you say be, they've asked us not to do this tonight or this morning, but 
Just stop. If that's what you're going to start with, don't even go up there. Just stay put unless Jesus has come in a physical form before your eyes and told you you need to do this thing. Please, please don't because the air will go out of the room and everybody will wonder why are we doing this thing that we're not supposed to be doing. You have shot yourself in both feet before you even started. So please, please don't. That is not a disclaimer that anybody wants. Here's one thing that we do in church that I don't understand. Okay. And it's always awkward. Yes. Turn to the person on your right and say, whatever. whatever. Yes. Why? Yes. I'm talking to the back of their head. I know. If everybody turns to their right. I know. I'm talking to the back of someone's head. Yeah. I can get a Why little... can't I just say this forward I, into I, the air? I get that. And, and I can like, get... Like, I'm just saying it. To the right, into the air. Why can't I well, say it forward? And I can get a little more behind somebody saying, turn to somebody next to you and say, That's that better. works. But I don't like... But then you still get the awkward, like, well, if I definitely don't want to talk to the person yeah. on my right, then I'm just finding the person on yeah. my left and like, please meet my yeah. gaze. Please meet my gaze. I yeah. need to say this to you. <laughs> well, honestly, I'll take that a step further. You know, pastors, preachers, please don't ask anybody to turn and say anything to anybody. <laughs> Like just don't, unless you're doing a like, hey, greet somebody around you or whatever. That one's okay if it's a certain time yeah, of the service. Yeah, or sometime like, but don't depending tell me. on how depending on how your sermon sets up, you might need people in the audience to like speak out. And something I'm okay with that. that I'm okay with that. Is hey, affirmative say, yeah, or say this. saying it over somebody yeah. else? That yeah. kind of makes. I'm sense. great with the whole like say that like like somebody will say you know. Yeah, I am a whatever. child of God. Yeah, and then you say you know say you it. Say it. You know, yeah. that's fine. I'm okay with that. But the whole turn to your neighbor and say, or turn to somebody, I'm like, nobody around me wants to hear me say the thing that you just told me to say, because they know you just told me to say it. So, so the just, other one that's just right connected to that. Yes. These go in a progression. That's one level of awkwardness. The next one is <laughs> everyone grab a hand. Yes. This is not a clean thing yes. where we're all sitting in rows. No. Like there's ends of rows That's that right. aren't sure whose hands to grab. Yeah. Do you jump across the aisle? Yeah. And then it's always somebody. Do you stretch it's always like everybody? the shortest, smallest person that's, that's in between. The the, and then they're trying to stretch and, and nobody's giving and them anything. pulled apart. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. It's and not then, good. And then the next further level of awkward is like <laughs> when you're supposed to lay hands on someone and pray over them. Yes. And. Um, my wife experienced this where she was at the back of the church and you're all supposed to lay hands on each other and pray to open the service. This was a very Pentecostal gathering, yeah, yeah. obviously like everything's happening. So she's like, I'm in the back. There's nobody for several chairs around me. And she's like, that's fine. I'm okay. I don't, I didn't come with anyone. I don't need to be known by anyone. I'm just here to experience this thing. And so the prayer just begins, and she's like, all of a sudden, I felt this hand from the back. And she looks, where did this come from? And it was like somebody from back here is like kind of pushed through the chairs and like made oh, sure man. that they got a hand on her. Oh, and I'm my like, goodness. oh, my. Oh. So it goes like the turn to your neighbor and then the holding hands and then the like reaching across and trying to pray for people. The other, <laughs> Nate told me that once we get started, I'm going to have a ton I knew of these. You would. I said, I don't have any of these. <laughs> okay, here's another one that you should not do in church. If you're up front and you're having, like, I get the whole thing of like the congregation needs to be involved in praying for people. That's good. Yes. yes. Okay. And if you tell people 
to extend their arms towards the person that's up front being prayed for because you don't want 400 people to leave right. their seats and come up front, but you want them to be engaged. Keep the prayer short. Yes. My arms run out of <laughs> hold up after like 30 seconds. I can do this for 30 seconds and my arm starts to hurt. I'm 35. This guy next to me is 65. He's tapped out at 20. There is like... Half the congregation has lost the point of the prayer. If you can't get it done shorter than that, then don't ask us to extend our arms. I swear, almost every pastor who does that forgets 30 seconds in that they asked everybody to do that. If you're asking everyone else to extend their arms, you you need to extend yours. Love it. Yes, that is the rule. You can do it. Oh, man. And if you're working out and you're just stronger than everybody, you can hold your hand out there for minutes on end. Keep going, buddy. But you better keep your hand out, too. (laughs) (laughs) So frustrating. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt, man. I'm with you on that one. Oh, my gosh. Um, Here's another one. This is altar-related as well. If you go down to pray at the altar, and if you are there for an extended period of time, this is a two-parter, Okay. One, so there's been an altar call yeah, or something, yeah, some reason you've approached yeah. the altar, you're praying. One, change positions. Do not just stay <laughs> kneeling on top of your feet the whole time you're there. Because your feet will eventually fall asleep and this will be bad. Now, part two. If and when your feet fall asleep from kneeling at the altar too long... Do not stand up immediately. Because if you do, you will go down and injuries will happen to, the, to you and to those around you that you may love or not. I don't know. But don't do it. It is bad. Bad things ensue. Even though they make good stories, bad things will so happen. So just ease up. So either ease up, yeah, let your feet get kind of acclimated spend to getting blood flow. Spend an extra moment there. Get that pins and needles thing going on. And once you know you got some feeling, then get up. Nobody's in a hurry. Nobody's rushing you off. Just hang out until you know your feet know that they're feet. It's just a practical thing. Yes. It's just yes. practical tips. Yeah, because everybody loses if, if not. And the service may completely derail. <sighs> Have you seen someone fall over or is that you? I have a story that I will not tell. Okay. Because it is very specific. And if if I told that story, that person would know exactly who they were. And also everybody who was in the building that night would know exactly who that person is. So I'm not going to tell that story. It's okay. Uh, We'll move on. Just get your feet Get your feet right. Before you get up. get your feet right. It's okay. (laughs) Although spending uh, the first, like, uh, early and all the way through mid to late adolescence, I would I would have this thing where I would like have low blood pressure kind of. Yeah. Where I stood up from the couch quickly, <laughs> I could just like pass right out. Drop like a sack of potatoes. So I just knew like you stand up from the couch, the world goes black for a moment, you just stay where you are, <laughs> and it comes back, and then you can continue on. Uh-huh. If you start just wandering across the room while you're blind, you're going down. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh man. Similar thing. But I'm pretty adept at like going along on a dead leg like that. Yeah. So when I used to sit in the school bus on the way home, I would slouch all the way down till my butt is on the front of the seat and my knees were up against yeah. the seat in front of me because they're very close it's together. It's like the universal bus yeah. lay so down you're, or you're, whatever. You're, yeah. Your shoulders are in the back. Your butt's on the very edge, front edge of the seat, and your knees are up like this. And I had a long enough bus ride that I'd go to get up, 
and my legs are dead, dead. Dead asleep, yes. This would happen almost every day. So you swing yourself down the aisle, <laughs> and they <laughs> regain the, the... You're just getting the pins and needles right, by the just, time you hit, your, hit the front. That's what the handrail's for. And you get off the bus, and oh you're good to go. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> this hilarious. This was a daily ritual. <laughs> oh, man. Numb from the waist down. <laughs> like an epidural hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) what else should we not do in church how not to do church oh man um i've kind of lost my train of thought on that one i don't know why but that the thought of you just floppy leg just going down the aisle there just kind of yeah you just swing along oh no here's one aisles if you are in a church that is very demonstratively expressive in worship and i mean like way out there, you know, and, and you get so inspired that you are going to run the aisles. Mm-hmm. Do not watch the people that you are running circles around to see who is watching you do this thing. Because everybody knows that all you're doing is trying to make a spectacle of yourself. Just watch focus where on you're what running. you're doing. Watch where you're running. Make your thing happen. Get that out of there. Do what you need to do. It's all good. I'm all for expressions of worship. But don't don't make everybody awkward by staring into their eyes as you're going around loops around the congregation <laughs> and hooping and hollering. And this is not about you trying to gain followers no. for also running. If no. you're going to feel the move of God strong enough that you're running the aisles, yeah. this should be a you and God thing. Yeah. And if other people come in behind you, yeah. hey, it's yeah. a party. And I've done if it not, I've done it before in my day. Yeah. I've I've run an aisle or two in my day. Please just don't. At least once or twice. Yeah, don't me. worry about eye contact. That's that's <laughs> not the point. That's not the point. It's like running the bases in baseball. Don't watch the ball. Just just run your base <laughs> don't path. Don't watch the outfielder. Yeah. Just run your base path and 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 be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> See, and and we're talking a little bit from experience the both of us yes. too. Like I grew up in a denomination that was not as demonstrative in worship. Yes. And I was an always from the back worshiper. Like I mm-hmm. felt the need to do my thing, so I could do it from the back. And it didn't affect anyone. Right. And didn't I bother did my anybody. Own, I did my own thing. That's right. And uh, Jess wasn't always from the front worshiper because she couldn't hear real great. Yeah. Like she had a little bit of a hearing loss. And so she was like, I need to be right up front. I need to hear everything. So we get married and I'm like, I'm sitting all the way in the back. <laughs> She's like, I cannot hear or participate in anything back here. So we compromised. That's we right. are now front row worshipers. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and she's a stage worshiper now too. So you know, she and just, I still she sit on my stuff front. You do. I've become you a kinda, creature well, of you, habit. You kind of were kind of in that middle section, so you're kind of yeah, you've made right. a, you've made a compromise in, come, in our current building. Come a long way. Oh man. Um, another thing, if 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 a a moment is happening in worship, and the band moves on, and the worship team moves on, please go with them. Don't keep singing the song that you have just previously been singing louder so that you think they're going to repeat it or that they're going to go back to a section. Ain't your job. If, if, if the team's moving on, let them go, and you go, you go with them. Don't, don't try to, don't try to, don't make it awkward. Just, just let it go. Let it, the moment has passed. Hijacking, hijacking the song list from the audience. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, I've had it happen. From the congregation. I've had it happen. Oh. <laughs> Your worship leaders leaders are leading you. Yes. <laughs> Feel free to let the them point. lead. <laughs> that is the point. Oh. Although I have had times where where someone's been preaching and I'll and I've a couple times very 
very vocally said, say that again. <laughs> because there have been, been some things, especially there was one particular one when Pastor Ron preached recently, and he said something, and I was like, okay, two-thirds of the people didn't catch what you just said. And I literally, from sitting down in the front row, I'm like, no, 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 say that again. <laughs> and he did. He said it again. That's awesome. But uh, I, I don't do that often. But every once in a while, I get it. You, you got you to do, do a thing. But yeah, go, go with them. Go with the people that are leading you. Be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think everybody struggles with public prayer. Yes. And I'm, I'm, one, I'm, I'm one that's like, okay, I pray enough in my own time that when I get up there for a public prayer, I have some idea where I'm going. And if I don't, yeah. like my, my filler and background words are like conversational because this is something I do regularly. Yes. <laughs> I, it does not make your prayers more spiritual to say, dear God, in between every other word. Yes. So, dear God, we're here today, dear God, to be with... The, and we just pray that you just be with us, dear God. And like, I'm yeah. like, this is not helping. We yes. know who you're talking to. Yes. We got it. Like, yeah. oh, so help me. This needs to sound like another English sentence that you would say to a person. It's like, Absolutely. Jess, I love you, Jess. Really, Jess, tonight, could we just... Yeah, Jess. I, <laughs> like, she would just... It would drive her nuts. You would be dead. Yes. You would just like, be dead. She wouldn't listen I, to She that. wouldn't even touch you. You would just spontaneously just combust from, <laughs> no, from, she would, from all she of the... She would be good about it, but it's like, <laughs> she. I know who I'm addressing. That's right. That's like, right. Like, it's obviously a prayer. And they know they're closed. being addressed as well. Yeah. Like... If you want to address them in the opening, that's fine. But you can also just pray conversationally. Yes. Without necessarily even bringing his name into it. You can. Yes. I'm just saying like every other word seems excessive. Yeah. And it's not even English sentences at that point. Totally. We've dispensed with it all. And totally. You're, you're in some sort of form or flow <laughs> that is not. <laughs> the other thing we used to do, and this was more... In the Mennonite circle, we used to do what I would call chicken house prayers. Okay. <laughs> so it's just where everybody prays their own thing. Okay, fair but enough. But to me, yeah, fair ha- if you've ever been in a chicken house totally. and everything's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like nothing, not one sound is disting- yeah. distinguishable from another, but everybody's just supposed to pray out loud and off you go. Yeah. Everybody in the world seemed to be comfortable... In my world seemed to be comfortable doing it yeah. except for me. <laughs> And because I'm the guy in a restaurant, I sit down and I'm talking to Jess, but I'm also keeping tabs on two other conversations that are happening around me because I have that Vulcan hearing and I can, (laughs) I can hear what is happening. I appreciate that reference. And yeah, it's not mine. There was somebody at work that was like, (laughs) I forgot about you and your Vulcan hearing. So it's just kind of been something I adopted and took with me. I'm all right with that. (laughs) But I can hear what's going on and it it does distract me, but I I can, like in a restaurant or something, if I'm supposed to be paying attention to the person across from me, I can can do that. But I can also kind of hear what's going on over here. It's okay. But as soon as that starts, I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm just too overwhelmed by everybody else praying that I have a hard time formulating my own thoughts. Yes. Because it, it'll immediately start becoming connected to yes. whatever somebody else around me is praying. I, I can't have an individual conversation in that environment. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Oh, I have no man. problem praying, praying publicly, but I almost have to, that has to be a thing I do by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, another thing not to do in church, uh, if, if you're given a mic again at some point, don't, <laughs> don't uh, repeatedly use the swear Jesus Christ in your uh, story and or anecdote that you're telling. Oh, don't my. don't do that in a church because even people who don't go to church feel awkward with that one. So just leave that one alone and uh find find something else. Give me a give me a Jiminy Crickets or something, so you know. So I have a friend who <laughs> uses is conversational enough in their praying and like always yeah, be praying always. It's totally. one of the things where like they just have a running conversation with God. So something good happens, it's like thank you Jesus or Something bad oh, happens. Yeah. Jesus, I need you. And, yeah. and uh, she got to the place where this was a short like <laughs> conversation. And for her, like she would drop something and she's not swearing, but she's like, Jesus, I, and, you know, and just like goes to, and she <laughs> in her heart is not swearing. Right. But then she's like, everybody kind of looked at me in Walmart and I was like, Oh, sh- mm. <laughs> man, shoot, I'm, uh, I'm swearing. Like, I, they think I'm swearing. I'm not swearing. I, like, it would be oh, the furthest man. thing from her mind to ever use yeah. the Lord's name in vain. But it's just like, she, she wanted to say, like, Jesus, help me, or, you know, Jesus, that really concerns yeah. me, or whatever. Yeah. But it was just like, Jesus, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> also, uh, as the... As the offering plate goes by, if you only have a large bill, it's not okay to make change. No. Let's just clear this up no. right now. That is someone else's gift that they have given to the Lord. If at any point their gift winds up in your wallet, you're doing it wrong. Yes, you're doing it wrong. You're doing all of it wrong. You know what? I'll go a step further. If that is the case, just don't put anything in. Just yeah. Move it on or put usually, an empty, empty envelope in. Usually whatever. a church will have an alms box yes. or something with a slot in it out there that you can drop yes. a note or cards. And if $50 winds up in there, that's okay too. Yes. Like yes. You, you just deposit it somewhere <laughs> else. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, that I have seen that one. Now I do feel a little bit guilty because churches have moved so much to like giving online. Yeah. And I give regularly. Yeah. But no one at my church yeah. has ever I, seen me give a dime. Yeah, I, and I'm like, I pass an empty basket yeah, no, from totally. my end of the I, row I, every Sunday. I tithe and, and building like, fund and mission fund, all that we we do online. Sure. We do it all and direct deposit. This part of me that's like, feel kind of guilty yeah. passing this empty yeah. basket. Like, I know... You know, they actually... Did you know we have a solution for that at our church? There's a thing that says, I give electronically. Yeah. And you can actually pull that out and drop it in the in the basket if you feel like you need to be physically... Yeah, I wasn't people, sure that's what that was there for. There are people... But, yeah, that's that's part of what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. We so, haven't covered it in a while. Yeah, but there you go. That'll That's helpful I pass for an you. empty basket every time. You can drop well, the thing. So, but that does create another problem. <laughs> now I'm dropping this little note card in, and it's out of a random seat back pocket. Yes. So now somebody's got to go around, collect those all out of the it's offering. It's true. It's and true. And go redistribute them. It's, it's defeating true. the entire purpose. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> another thing not to do in it's church. It's hard to be a joyful giver when I'm yes. passing an empty offering. Totally. Plate. Totally. It's more like a judged <laughs> giver. Uh, 
Another thing not to do in church, if you go to a uh, contemporary service, do not uh, stand and sit holding a hymnal uh, the entire time through the song service in protest to the fact that it is a contemporary service. Hoping uh, that someone will see your hymnal and be like, you know what, we should do yeah, hymns Yeah, don't, don't do that, and don't bring your own hymnal. It's okay. If you don't like it, that's okay. You can either move on or you can express yourself to someone in a non-passive-aggressive way later. But yeah, that's just that's just kind of silly. Don't do that. We had uh, at least two hymnals. I think we had three, and then at some point it went to two in my church that actually used hymns. Yeah, uh, we we had a black one and like a burgundy one, and we only ever used the burgundy one. But there was one song leader whenever he was given the opportunity would at least pick one song out, out of the, the black old book. black one, and none <laughs> of us knew any of these songs. And I'm like, why is this thing even here? But every time he would get up, there we go. We're back to the church and Sunday school hymnal. Here it comes. <laughs> Woohoo! This is going to be a song we don't know, but it'll be a humdinger. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the church is not the place for your multi-level marketing. No. <laughs> if you get a mic, do not plug anything that you have for sale unless somebody... <laughs> Has given you permission, yes. and you have a table in the lobby that's been commissioned by the yes. church. But the, the church is not a place for your causes, dude. Yes. Unless they've put their weight behind that's your right. cause, and it has become a cause of the body, your cause is you. Yes. Which is great. Go for it. Go, Go for get it. it. Knock yourself out. But the church cannot be about saving the environment and feeding all the hungry children and, you know, sex trafficking and getting everybody out of that in, you know, at whatever kind of cause yes. it is. Yes. Many good things can be done. Yes. And there are is... ministries and organizations who do these things. Yes. And, and those are all relatively connected to the overall mission of the global church. Yes. That's good. Great. Multi-level marketing is your own thing. Yes. It's way out yes. of bounds. You like some of these things you can talk to someone in leadership of your church and say, hey, this is a really good cause. Would you guys be interested in joining me? Would you, you know, is it cool if I'd have a minute or two to talk about it? That's the way to do these Absolutely. kinds of things. It should be loosely Absolutely. connected to the overall mission of your local church. That's the way to go about it. If it's about you making money, just say no early enough to yourself <laughs> to save yourself the That's embarrassment. Right. That's right. It's not the time or place. No, it is not. It is not. <laughs> um, another thing not to do in church, leaders and pastors, if somebody injures themselves, be it on stage or in the congregation or they have a medical issue or whatever, do not pretend like it is some move of the Holy Spirit. In order to A, not let it be a distraction, or B, try to make something happen in your service. I thought you were going to say just like gloss over it and no, keep on no, going. No, because that's, like, just, that's just gross. That's that one's even just worse. gross. Yeah. But also, acknowledge it. If, if something is happening, like if there's a medical issue going on or whatever, acknowledge it, pray for what's going on, and then try to move on uh, within, within reason. Uh, and if it's not an extreme emergency, even right. acknowledging it. And then just continuing on is exactly. fine. You know, exactly. Whatever the situation is. Or as warrants. long as there's somebody handling it that, that is equipped to handle yeah, it. We don't need to <laughs> spiritualize everything, everything that happens on a Sunday morning. Right. Some of these things are simply procedural. Just to make things sure happening. We yes. Do things in order. It doesn't all have to have That's right. some sort of spiritual significance. That is, that is correct. <laughs> oh, man. 
Some, sometimes it's about getting 400 to 1,000 people in and out of this building <laughs> in a way that makes sense. Oh, man. Oh, I'm trying to think if I've got any more. I had a bunch loaded, and some of them have drifted away. If you are experiencing a move of God, David did dance in his underwear, oh. but it was a rare occasion. And he was out. So he was outdoors. And he was outdoors, <laughs> and we're not exactly clear on what he was and was not wearing, yes. and how clothed he was. Yes. So. That, yes. <laughs> that being said, as you are <laughs> getting carried away, realize also we are still in a public place. Yes. Where there are children present, <laughs> and do not be just like, I don't know. Lacking of clothing in areas that require it. Yes. <laughs> I would say a, a good rule of thumb is just don't be naked in church. Yeah. That's a great rule of thumb <laughs> um, for anyone and everyone. And, and if you are the type that tends to get carried away, loose flowing clothing is a better idea yes. than short clothing yes. or clothing that may cause you some concern as yes. you're doing this. Yes. Um, just before you leave, raise your hands. Yes, check it out. Go back and forth check a little out. bit, sway That's side right. to side, and just be like, huh, did I see anything there that I didn't appreciate? <laughs> try bending over, lifting one leg, a few things, a little calisthenics in front of the That's mirror. Right. That's just right. Just loosen yourself see up. See what you got going and on. And then join in the fun. That's right. That would be much uh, better. On the clothing note, um, <laughs> if you are going to be baptized, do not wear white. Just just don't. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, a girl or you, a boy. Baptism is something you know is coming. You know it's coming. Now, granted, there are times when something unusual happens and people will just come up. So fine. You know, if you're wearing white and you just got, you know, fine. And, but, and if you are wearing white and it's a spontaneous thing, I'm sure if you great. ask the church, they yes. may have a t-shirt or a towel for you. Yes. And we do. That's the thing. We provide t-shirts for anybody being Every baptized. Every church which is has good. a lost and found. Yes. But please, 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 if you know you are going to get baptized, do not wear white. <laughs> um, <laughs> I may not say that when I had another one there. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, maybe I'll come back to that one. Not so sure yet. Oh. Lord help us. Well, All right. That's the thing is I'm, I'm having some very specific things <laughs> come to mind that I don't feel like I can share in no. good conscience. It's conscience okay. On we'll here. just jump right over that's those. That's right. That's right. Mm. Um. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> Nate's going down I'm through sorry. the list, checking I'm off sorry. all the wrong they're ones. Just, they're just happening. They're just happening right now. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe we've run out of steam on this one already. No, there was, there was something. Oh, when you go, if... Hmm. This is more for the church themselves. This is not what not to do in church as a person attending, more what not to do if you are a church place. And I mentioned it in the last podcast, but, or no, this was a couple podcasts ago, but when you have, like, what you do with new people is important mm. and singling them out and making them stand up and then going over and, like, everyone greeting them or, like, doing something crazy specific for new people and just singling out makes it look like no one attends your church. Yes, no That's one new. new ever comes. No one new has ever come. This has just happened. This happens twice a year, and it's like <laughs> the Super Bowl for you. 
And that's what it looks like. So if you want to look like a church that's growing, just make it a natural course of like, hey, if you're new here today, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. You know, we're glad you're here. Here's a little bit about us. Up we go. Yes. And you kind of give it to everybody. You know, it should be given to everybody. Like, hey, if you're new around here, there's a class that we have that you should be a part of somewhere in the future if you want to know more about us. Off we go. Yes. That's a much uh, better way to handle it. Just be cool. Yes. Be cool about new people. Yes. Don't be weird. Um, uh, this, is, this is a worship leader one here, and I say this as a worship leader who does have the freedom to and, and fairly regularly shares something from, from the stage right. uh, spoken. I have a name for this. <laughs> but I'll let you tell me in a minute. But That's okay. <laughs> if, you, if you are a worship leader... Don't make every other song in the set you lecturing the congregation. Don't do that. Nobody's happy, including whoever your husband or wife that you are going home to after it's over. They are not happy. You will not be happy when you have a conversation after you leave. Don't be the lecturer. Don't be that. Don't be that person. You're there to lead the music, lead some music. If the spirit really moves on you and you have been given the blessing of your leadership to share from the mic, go ahead and do that. But Make it more few and far between, because there you go. Nobody wants to hear that. That's not why we're here. <laughs> what What do you call it, Sheldon? Uh, you give these nuggets of wisdom from time to time, and I just call them Nate's nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's never... mildly inappropriate, and but uh, that's what I call them. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to share from the front again now. <laughs> you have ruined it completely. It'll be like this whole service, and uh, we just have this like little nugget of truth. <laughs> That just got beamed down from heaven. So now next time it happens, I'm going to be looking Sheldon directly <laughs> in the eyes. I'm like, you have a little box of chicken nuggets right there. <laughs> oh, my No, Lord. it's awesome. I, I appreciate when you do it. It's usually very <laughs> heartfelt, and it's a good thing. And it's I awesome. mostly never remember what I've said when those No, but there happened. for a while, it was happening frequently enough that I felt like I had to name it. Yes, yes. And then it... And then it it subsided. The season subsided, <laughs> and we moved on. Man, oh man! You'd get you get worship, <laughs> tiny mini sermon, and then worship, and then yeah. the main sermon. It yeah. was good. Um, <laughs> if you're one of your senior pastors or worship leaders is is speaking, or wrapping up a service, or saying something very heartfelt, as the keyboard player, please do not play the Wizard of Oz. If I only had a brain underneath <laughs> the person who is speaking. Uh, this did not happen to me, but I, I know who it happened to, and they did not catch it until later, and the band got away with it until they admitted to him like a year or two later that, that they had played oh that underneath goodness. them. Uh, but it was in good fun? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was okay. totally, yeah. It was totally, it was literally, the keyboard player started playing it and kind of got that grin and looked over at the other musicians like, are you guys catching this? And of course, they all did. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. It's like a but, musician but, inside joke. Yeah, but don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> this do is that. a serious moment. Don't yes, hijack that's it with right. your ridiculousness. That's right. But it is fun sometimes to do something like that, I will admit. Uh, uh, also, if you're the sound tech at a church and you are very, very frustrated, uh, please do not turn off the sound system in the middle of service and just walk out. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Just walk out. Don't turn it off. If you need to just walk out, that's fine. Uh, it's understandable. Conversations and confrontations can happen when they need to, but don't just shut off the system with a boom and leave. I was a part of a baseball team where the catcher <laughs> emptied all his equipment onto the pitcher's mound and walked off the field. 
<laughs> it's very much the same thing as what you're talking about with the sound tech. He told the pitcher, if you want to pitch and catch, be my guest. Uh. And walked off the field. <laughs> sat on the mound, sat on the hill that was behind the dugout until the game was over and our coach never approached it, oh, never addressed it. Just <laughs> called me in from shortstop and told me to catch. <laughs> <laughs> No one said a thing. Oh, my word. That is beautiful. Oh, my word. Andrew Whitworth, if he's still around and can hear this, he should be proud. Uh, and that's a subdivision, man. But church league, anything, any sport, it's just church league No sports. one's getting a trophy no for one, this game. And if you do, it's going to be a really cheap, crappy one that's going to go in a church basement so, somewhere. Okay, two things about church sports. One is... Don't go and play hero ball like this. The winning and losing is not all that important, but also a little bit important. Yes. Like, please don't sign up for baseball if you've never played. There are batting cages. <laughs> I'm sure you know someone with That's a ball right. that can throw it to you on an empty field, and you can get your jollies, like, swinging past the ball and never hitting it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's wonderful. Totally. But, if like, have some marginal ability. That's right. That's like, right. Even if it's very. My main frustration, the reason I'm not on any more church teams is simply because they wouldn't stack the teams. Yeah. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be on A team. I might not even make B team, but I would like to be with people of similar talent. Yeah. I got one guy over here just playing hero ball thinking he's somehow going to get drafted for whatever (laughs) we're doing. And I got another guy over here that like could not be less interested in the basic rules of the game. Yes. And I'm like... These two things cannot coexist and allow me to have a good time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Those of us that marginally care but also have to go to work, which is all of us. All of us. Where we all should be. Like, just join us in that. Yes. Let's just have fun. Good, clean fun and move on. I say that as the guy who's quitting flag football, adult (laughs) flag football, because I can't contain the Hulk. When we are in a close game and there is a bad, bad call oh, yes. by the officials, I lose my mind. Yes. And so I just can't, I can't, can't do, do it anymore. That's, so. that's very self-aware of you. I approve of that. <sighs> I approve of that. Although yeah. it does make me sad at the same time. <laughs> I uh, can't do it. Um, it. Another thing never to do in church, don't give relationship advice in the guise of being the Holy Spirit leading. Oh, saying, thus saith the Lord, when it's actually thus saith Sheldon? Just don't give any relationship advice in, in spirit. If somebody comes to you and they say, hey, I'm having this trouble with my relationship. Can you talk me through it? Great. That is a go. Do it. Do not go up Unsolicited. to somebody and start praying into or out of or away from the relationship that they are currently in. And especially, do not go pray for them about being in a relationship with you. Do not do either of those things ever, ever, ever. If those things happen, you should just walk out the door and take a cold shower and come back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yes. All of those things. I I can check off two or three instances that I know of that fall right in that category. Yes, yes. And I know it's well-meaning most of the time. Yeah. It's usually not mercenary. Every once and again it is, but for the most part it's well-meaning. I recently heard a pastor identified with this quite a bit, although I think he was being a little bit tongue-in-cheek. He's like, the people that are like, God told me this morning I should get up at 7.05 and that I should have a (laughs) Pop-Tart and it should be strawberry and... and (laughs) 
with like the frosting on it. He's like, wow, God was so specific. He's like, he really talks to you. Like he was that explicit. He's like, I can't remember any time that the Lord has been that specific for me. Like every time the Lord has talked to me, I've been like 85% sure where it's like, yep. That, that sounds pretty good. I think I'm going to go with that. And his old ending point was like, we need to be able to move in faith yeah. on 60%. We need to be able to move on faith on right. 85 But like, wow, the Lord was really specific. And then, and then if you take that to the next level where it's like vivid, specific detail and thus saith the Lord, and you're speaking into a situation like that relationship yes. thing. And you need to marry me. Yes. Yikes. Okay. Weirdest proposal ever. Weirdest proposal ever. <laughs> you don't even know my name. <laughs> this is not the Holy Spirit. This is something else. Again, cold showers for all. <laughs> Hormones, emotions, a lot of things. And then there's the problem because they're like, God told me. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. I always think it's funny that the word hormones has the word whore in it. But, you know, that's just a thing. I, you know, and I say this as a guy that's preparing to teach a class on hearing the voice of the Lord. Yes. This is something I care deeply yes. about. And I really do think that we should speak prophetic words over each other. Totally. And all that. Like, I get it. And there needs to be a place, for a safe place for you to practice this stuff. And, like, freedom to fail. I get all of that. I'm totally supportive. Yes. Yeah. Times and places. <laughs> appropriate. Again. Yes. Yes. Oh, there, are, there are boundaries uh, whew, yeah. that are just cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all this to say, I mean, we've been talking about it a lot lately, you know, shortcomings, ups, downs of the church, all these different things. But uh, and, and, and uh, one more. Like, go pu- for it. Public reprimands, if you are not the pastor, yes. publicly reprimanding somebody for something that just happened, it's not, not okay. a good idea. Like the way most churches handle things, just to let you know, if you've done something that's out of order, it will probably be taken care of lovingly where somebody will maybe come put an arm around you and say, hey, buddy, if you want to do that, here's a space over here. Or can we go to my office and talk about something? You know, is there something you need to get off your chest or whatever? Yeah. You know, that's probably how it's going to be handled. Yeah. But to get up and like publicly reprimand somebody in front of a group. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually. Nobody. <laughs> like everybody wants the speaker in front of them to do something that we can all like be glad that we came. You know, yeah. we want to join you in a good experience. We don't actually want you to fail from the stage. We also don't want to be a part of a really bad moment. Like, yes. no one wants to be a part of that. And as soon as you start your public reprimand of somebody that's there for something that just happened, everyone is looking for the nearest exit. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I once knew, I knew of a pastor who at one point had, had a, a couple in their church that they were just having some serious struggles with in terms of gossip, in terms of some of those things. And they'd gone through, you know, they'd got met with board, they'd met with staff, they'd met with all these things, you know, trying to reconcile uh, with, with the leadership that was there. And it just was the, still the same, you know, backbiting and just still. And he literally, in, in a Sunday morning service, said to these people, hey, could you guys stand up for a second? And they stood up. And he said, just so you all know. And he went down the list of the things that they had tried to do to reconcile and the things that they had tried to do to, like, keep them in the body and include them what was going on and concluded with, 
we're now going to exclude them from the body for a time because they have made this choice to continue to be defiant and to continue to be undermining, to continue to be these things in wow. spite of all. And it, he only ever did it once. But he and everybody's like, well, that was awkward, but it was biblical, so I guess we're <laughs> just gonna go with that. And actually, I think they ended up did. I think they ended up coming back after a season and and did end up reconciling after all that. But that was that's bold. I mean, that you should you really gotta have some some. <laughs> Positive and assuring backing. If you're going to pull I'm something like that, I'm still thinking that most people, even <laughs> totally, in that experience, do totally. not want to no, be in the room. No, not at all. And I, I can't imagine something getting to the point where you would do that. So, public apologies and public reprimands are never comfortable for no. people that don't have the entire yes. backstory. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You yes, can get away with some things in a small church that you can't get away with in, in much bigger gatherings. It's gatherings. true. So, it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Jeez. And that's that's some of the struggle of small churches getting bigger. Yeah, is for that sure. They'll go through a learning curve of some of that where it's like, well, it was okay for us to always do this before. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be some changes around here. Yeah. Because but it's true of anything. I mean, like, there are things that you would expect from a mom and pop shop that you'd be horrified at at a, at a mall. Yeah, like just terrified of even if it was happening in a mall. But you'll you'll accept it if you know it's you know it's Uncle Uncle Bill and Aunt Letty that own the dollar store you know down the street. You're like yeah okay whatever. But yeah, it's just a reality yeah, of, it's of one bigger thing, anything. One thing to have like traditional potluck in your church that's small and everybody can cook and you know all about this when you get yeah. to a certain size and you say hey everybody bring something and it's like wow this could be a real grab bag. Yeah. Yeah, depending on everybody's talents. Although we still do a, a degree of that to <laughs> some to some extent, it is. It is. It has. It has. <laughs> it has once its a year, elements of risk. Once a year, we do it. <laughs> it's true. I'm just very aware. It's true. It's very true. It's very true. You got to be very very alert. With yeah. That. Be, keep your wits about you at those big time pocketbooks. Because <laughs> there could be a grab bag. That's right. <laughs> there is a spectrum of people's abilities. Yes, there is. Glory. <laughs> oh man. Well, we've carried on long enough. We have, we have, but I'll say, you know, once again, you know, all this stuff that we've done of this, this kind of, I guess, has kind of been a series, an unintentional series of podcasts about yeah. the church. You know, the church is an awesome, messy, wonderful, hilarious, ridiculous, and powerful place, and a powerful thing to gather with and be a part of. And again, it's not a place; it's a people, it's individuals, uh, but united in a common purpose. And uh, you know, we got to poke fun at ourselves sometimes. We got to reprimand ourselves sometimes. We got to self correct, but we also get to really um, have joyful and incredible, victorious moments together. Right. And so, just to encourage you all, uh, if you're not a part of a life giving church, find one. If you're not a part of a church at all, start to get around it a little bit. Find out what it's about. They're happening place. They are. They and are. It's, it's good times. It is good times. But again, we love it. We have many stories that we did not tell tonight, many stories that we cannot tell tonight uh, that we wouldn't in this forum, but come up and ask us sometime. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll share some. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, uh, thanks so much for joining us once again, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we're going to wrap up the fear tournament next week and for those of you that hate it and those of you that are wondering how it ends up wrapping up. Yes. It's going to be good. And uh, you, you'll want to tune in because we're going to have a little bit of added flavor for the end of yes. this. It'll be worth listening to, even if you didn't care about how we got to where we are. That's right. The whole tournament. That's right. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you next week.
Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.